welcome to Record Night. I'm Ryan. And I'm Chris. And uh, tonight, we're doing another review episode of yeah. Father John Misty's Chloe and the Next 20th Century. Um, but yeah. before we get started, uh, uh-huh. if you want to reach us on social media, we are on Instagram at Record Night Pod. We're on Twitter at Record underscore Night. Uh, we are on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Record Night. And we are on email uh, at recordnightpod at gmail.com. A newfangled email. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like you used to say, you got email? Now it's like, what's your email address? Because if you don't email, what the fuck are you anyway? Yeah, and here's our beeper number. Did you, yeah. um, um, but Father John Misty, tell us tell yeah. us about This was your pick so, for an album yeah. to review. So tell I'm us a about giant it. Fan of, I'm a big giant fan of Father John Misty. I've been following him. Since he was Father John, uh, before that it was Josh Tillman. Uh, I didn't buy his records then, and I they're kind of hard to listen to now. But <laughs> anything he's done as Father John has been to me uh, fantastic. He didn't start out for your fun. I think in twenty thirteen, fuck, I don't know. But um, no, but he did fear fun. And then my like a record that changed your life. I love you, Honey Bear. Mm-hmm. Like someone asked me, like what's a record that changed your life? There are several of those, but that's on the list of things that have, that have um shaped me the way I am in 2022. And then he did another two other records. One's called Pure Comedy, which is a big nihilistic mess of fun. And um God's Your Customer, which is people really like it's not my favorite one mm-hmm. until Chloe in the next 20th century came out. <laughs> well um so Chloe in the next 20th century is Father John doing in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and some 60s sounding Hollywood type songs yeah it feels very kind of hollywoody it feels also kind of like vegasy yeah lounge lounge singer sort of stuff like like very hollywood yeah the music that's how, that's how the era. music feels at least is it feels very like referential of that that kind of yeah jazzy big band kind of thing which mm-hmm. i will say the music on this album is absolutely the weakest point yeah, I the lyrics are fantastic. Yep. I love all the lyrics of this thing. I um, think but, they're honestly the only saving grace. Like I felt like the whole album was kind of just this like mid tempo to slow ballads uh, that just it, fall asleep to. Yeah, it's all kind of <laughs> like samey, and then a lot of the songs tend to go on for a little too long. Um, yeah, like I when I listen to this without reading the lyrics, I you know just like cruising in the car the first time I put it on to kind of get like uh, a little bit of context before I really dove in. I was like, uh-huh. oh my god, this thing's fifty minutes long. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was not happy to be listening to it um, just on its own, but the lyrics make on it this tied to, are really they tied good. to get and they tied together a little bit. Like like I understand like like hearing the lyrics. It goes along with the music a little bit, like you know, like the like for example, for example, Funny Girl, you know, like all these songs sort of like come together when they're talking about you know, uh, I mean, the lyrics sort of t- take place in L.A. Right, so you hear this it's, music, it's sort of you do get that like vibe from it, like you you get kind mm-hmm. of like a sense of place, I guess. Like it does feel like a very kind of like Hollywood album. Um, yeah, it, but the thing is, like, like there's songs like Goodbye, Mister Blue. About the death of the kitty cat, which is sad. It is um, sad, but he's, you know, also kind of relating it to like a relationship and then thinking deeper on like, is this the last time 
you know something's yeah. gonna happen with a bunch of different yeah. things like i i like the lyrics on that one i like the lyrics on most of these songs except for i was strange enough uh oh uh, um man how olvidado you, oh, oh okay thank you uh-huh. <laughs> um which is the least amount of lyrics in the record and it's kind of like a, a bossa nova feel which you know that was like the only one that i was like oh i like the music on this one <laughs> I actually fell for uh, only a fool. I fell for the music for that. I'm like, it feels like at home, like, 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 uh, like an animated movie, right? <laughs> just yeah. put it. So the thing with this one is, it's like I feel like if he he's kind of somewhere between like fully committing to it and not fully committing to it. Where it's like if he did a full album that was like all these songs sounded like that then I'd kind of get it. But there's a couple of songs here that just kind of sound like Father John Misty songs. And yeah, like I was like curious the, with uh, some of the more like, you know, orchestrated big bandy type stuff. I'm curious how long those songs are going to stay in this form. Like yeah, it feels like Prism. he's not, he hasn't like fully committed to it, I guess. So it's like, I give it one tour of stuff, the stuff being played straight. And then he's going to figure out how to just play it on acoustic guitar. And that's how it's going to be on future tours. Yeah, and Goodbye Mr. Blue is the only song that I felt like sound like a Father John of Yore. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm fine with fa- with bands where with uh, artists um transforming and, and changing their sound. Um but I don't I don't see this being a sustainable type of thing. This is definitely not my favorite musically. Yeah. But it's got some of the stronger slurs I've heard from Father John so far. Honestly. Yeah. And I um it's a bummer that the music holds it back so much because I do really like the lyrics on here. They've got mm-hmm. It, you know, his usual kind of like interesting kind of biting satirical, funny, funny lyrics. But then he also has stuff that's like little vignettes that are interesting and interesting lyrics. And amongst the vignettes, like um, the strangers, I can't yeah, remember. We could be strangers. Yeah. We could be strangers is About really car wreck. <laughs> yeah. yeah but know, it's like, like, you think it's like a love romantic thing. And then it's like, Oh, it turns out it's actually just two people dying in a slowly dying in a car wreck. Yeah, uh, I like the whole the whole twentieth cent- the next twentieth century, which sort of whole tolls ties the whole records uh, themes together. You know, some might say, "Hey, uh, uh, this is this is." I I'm still a fan of Father John. That wasn't. I mean, I'm mean, awesome. We actually come around to some of the songs in this record. I find myself also humming them like they would mm-hmm. love. But that's because I've been forcing myself to listen to it. <laughs> um, but like, um, I think I do think there's some like like I said, the lyrics are are good. Uh, Kiss Me, I Loved You was pretty good at this very like atmospheric piano ballad. Buddies. I want to mention something real quick. When yeah. I pre ordered the deluxe version of this record, it came with two seven inches. One by uh, Lana Del Rey, where she covers Kiss Me, I Loved You. Mm-hmm. Right. And another one by, uh, God, it's, a, it's, it's, um, it's David Lynch. Okay. He calls himself like, a, calls himself like Jack the Monkey or some shit like that. Jack Howard, I think. Uh huh. Um, and I haven't listened to it yet because uh, David Lynch, he doesn't, he just doesn't sing the best. You know what I mean? He has a unique voice. Yes, a unique voice, <laughs> and the way that Bob Dylan has a unique voice. But um, <laughs> but uh, but I haven't listened to it. I will. But he he covers Buddy's Rendezvous, um, on the seven inch. Yeah, which so, sounds at least to me kind of like an old Tom Waits song. Yeah, similar like lyrically to, mm. um. And yeah, so I like I like that one. I like Olvidado just because I like the bossa nova. Um, yeah. We Could Be Strangers, I think, has my favorite lyrics because uh, mm-hmm. it's like that little little story that they, they trick you 
And then uh, <laughs> next 20th century, I think it was the strongest musically uh, because it has that little bit in the middle where it builds up and really yeah. kind of pays off. You get all the instruments doing something really cool. So I think that, yeah, you get like a guitar solo and then it all just kind of drops into like some really pretty yeah. strings. Like I think yeah, that is more guitar solo. Yeah. 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 A little dirty one. And that's more in line with what I, I think I would want most of the record to sound like, but it, being so like referencing uh these older styles of music it kind of comes off as like gimmicky and like you said it sounds unsustainable like it it doesn't sound like oh i'm passionate about these kinds of music it sounds like what if i did a big band album yeah and that's that's i think my problem with it like like i'm sure he likes that old american songbook stuff and we all do to some extent right Mm -hmm. like sinatra who hates sinatra i'm sure there's some people i'm not one of them but i don't think that he's I mean, there's, you could be listening at home to this stuff. I just don't think he is. You know what I mean? Like, like so it's interesting. It's kind of, it's almost kind of gimmicky. I'm sure uh, Jay Tillman will be uh, upset of us uh, here to say this, which he won't. Right. Um, <laughs> but it, also with this, I feel like this kind of music is like a well people keep like dipping into mm-hmm. where it's like if, if he was the first one to go back and do this kind of stuff, it'd be like, oh, that's interesting. But it's like, yeah. Fucking Seth MacFarlane made Frank Sinatra music. <laughs> uh, Lady Gaga has done albums with like Tony Bennett. It's like, yeah, this isn't, you know, some like kind of forgotten style of music that people haven't done. It's like people are still actively doing this kind of music. So it doesn't even come yeah. off as like, oh, this is a fun, like little thing that nobody's doing. Like it, uh, Father John does interesting stuff, but th- this is this just seems to be a a. a- a tiny little branch on the Father John tree. It's a little disappointing. I'm still really excited to see him in August. Yeah, but. I don't think I don't think this completely, you know, ruins his career, discredits everything he does because there's there are still a lot of interesting things in here, and I'll listen to the next album. Like this, this yeah. hasn't completely turned me off to him. I just do not like this nearly as much as uh, Honey Bear. Yeah, it, I mean, it's gonna be hard for. And for him, for me, for him to be Honey Bear, it's gonna be another life changing record, right? But I'm a, I'm still, and there are a lot of people that hate Father John. They think he's full of himself, and this will not change their mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is a, that was a Father John's calling the next 20th century. Again, if you are that interested, you can listen to it. It's a little great store and all streaming services. So if you guys are one of those people that has a streaming service or buys records, it's easy to find. Yep. Right, recommend uh, you pay attention to the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Like go, go. Like yeah, that the lyrics. I, I got the like thing, so I can't help but see the lyrics. Yeah. This one's not getting um, a recommend from me. I don't think. All right, thanks for listening. Uh, that was our review of Father John, and uh, we'll see you next time on Record Night. I'm Chris, and I'm Ryan. All right, good night, guys.